0: Here we go welcome back. Here we go for section three of the podcast, which we like to call what's good in your hood. So, as those people that listen to this section of the podcast will know, this is a little part that Tev and I really hold close to our hearts. We really enjoy it. Um, because it's where we although we share our opinions in every other section, this is a little bit more on a personal level. Uh, that we we find these things that we want to talk about. And the one that I think is quite apt for us to talk about as expats and just as, I would say, people that are now entering, I don't know what the prime of your adulthood would be, but we like really getting into that point, like, you know, I've never felt like more of an adult than I do at the moment. I'm not going to lie. I had this revelation the other day. But we basically want to talk a little bit about an article that we came across um, that was centered around figuring out what you want out of life Oof. Oh, yeah it's a big, big thing question, it's, it's a big question it really is a big question um and i think it's a really important thing that people need to talk about because you know i, I, I was thinking about it the other day sometimes we feel like we're not necessarily living up to you know like oh, am i doing enough am i li-? in so many different ways am i doing enough in my career? Am I doing enough in my marriage? Am I doing enough in my personal life? Am I giving enough back? You know, and I was thinking to myself, like, you know, to ask yourself that is actually a privilege because if you look at, like, some people are just trying to make enough money for a meal, you know, and they don't have time to ask themselves, like, you know, um, am I doing enough, right? So I, I also would like to begin this conversation by saying this, figuring out what you want out of life although this might sound weird, it's actually quite a privileged conversation to have. Um, You know, and I I do just want to recognize that we spoke a little bit about the the migrant workers and stuff at the beginning of the podcast in the Qatar section. Um, And, you know, I I often feel sad that, you know, some people, when you think, what do you want out of life? They're like, I just want to eat, you know? So I do want to caveat this conversation with that, Um, you know, so anyway, just that's just the introduction, but now, seeing as we are some of the privileged few in this sense to have this conversation, yeah. what there basically is this article that we found is that people so there's been a whole bunch of research that has been done, and that people um conform their behaviors or they change their behaviors um to kind of conform with what's going on around you. And you mainly do that to gain acceptance. So yeah. basically what they're saying is that we go along, uh, doing what other people do because we want to fit in and we want to be accepted and we want to be liked.
1: Right.
0: Do you think yourself, do you think that's something that you could put your hand up and say, yeah, or oh, 100% I'd do that? Man, <laughs> in, what sense, that in what sense?
1: <laughs> all the hands. Um, yeah, and it, it's mostly such a a great question. I think it's a question that um, definitely evolves as we grow up, um, kind of early on, um, you have a, a vague idea of what you want from your life, what you want to do. We always start with uh, a career and kind of center our world around that, oh, I want to be an astronaut. And then. Astronaut changes to be an accountant or a lawyer and that then mm-hmm. changes to be, ooh, I wanna be a a teacher or a sound engineer and life, you know, takes so many twists, turns, goes through many avenues and you end up here and you're just like, oh. one, I never thought I'd find myself in this space. Career wise, um, relationship wise, um, internally as a person, I didn't know I'd be here. Um, so I definitely put my hands up, all my hands for um, looking to, firstly to be liked. So uh, by nature, I was always an introvert. And being an introvert, you have a lot of walls. You have a lot of barriers and you have a lot of self-preservation that happens. And in that, I'm always, I was always looking to, Um, yeah, be the likable person by almost being the everyone's favorite. Yeah, I think that would. So you kind of adjust who you are in accordance to who you're who you're uh, surrounded or with. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So I know that. Tyler is a big rugby fan. Cool, I'm going to start watching some Springbok games. It means yeah. I have a common interest. Even if I hate rugby, it's it's a means to get acceptance from Tyler. It means I can potentially gain a friend from Tyler. If it means mm. Tyler's into rap, Tyler's a big Eben M fan. Okay, cool. Maybe I don't yeah. like that, but it's... it's I, I've taken or I've put more responsibility and... Um, Yeah, importance on what everyone else's interests are before I look at my own and it's your I think it's been such a long development I think I'm finally at the point where I've started looking at myself first kind of addressing what my needs what my wants are what my interests are before um looking at everyone else so yeah in that sense I've always been a not the right phrases. Well, everyone's favorite. Let's just say, yeah, yeah. let's just go, go along with but that term.
0: Can I ask you this then, since you've moved to the UK, have you found that it's made it easier for you not to try and be everyone's favorite, like almost like a clean slate kind of thing? Or has it actually become more difficult in the sense of like, you actually have like now like if you think like i would say we know each other pretty well by this at this stage one <laughs> so so maybe you know like there's there's less of a need for you to do those things for me for you to feel like i you need to do those things to be accepted by me you already know you and i are very close friends so you don't actually need to do anything other than being yourself yeah. so my question is is being in a new space has it made you feel a like you need to do more of the everybody's favorite kind of behaviors or be yeah. more like, Hey, actually he has an opportunity for me to just be myself. What have you found has been your thing since you've been living there?
1: So for me, moving over has highlighted the importance of self-reflection and in introspection. Um, it's given me a lot more time to kind of work through my layers and find out at the heart, what what do I want? What are my interests? Like I said, I've used a lot of my life to portray what other people want me to look like or if I've set a standard growing up. So say my family and my um, family friends, I'm um, seen as the golden child. Ah, oh, Tevin is always the one that um, listens to his parents. He um, took an interest in kind of the avenues that parents would like their, their child to Yeah to go down. Um, I wasn't in trouble. I didn't cause any conflict, that kind of thing. So mm. it's always the,
0: the reliable, a
1: uh, safe option. Yeah, exactly. Mr. Yeah. Reliable, the safe option, which once you actually, um, investigate or, or do a bit of a deeper dive where in that, how much of that is me that, is true to me and how much of that is the kind of persona that I want people to invest in and how much of that investment is me. I don't know if that makes sense. Like if I've put up a certain persona, if you know Tevin as mystery li- liable, if I were to do something that is inertly true to myself but seems so out of character, it's going to come off almost like, something's changed. Who are you? Who is this new person? Why are you acting like this? This is so out of character for you when in the reality or in the, in the true sense of things, it could be just the, the true um, yeah. reflection yeah. of who I am. So yeah. moving to England, I've spent a lot of time doing deep dives because of the social kind of climate here. So because I'm a lot more isolated, I don't have as much of a social net. And I don't have the environment that isn't as socially driven as what yeah. you find in South Africa. Yeah. I found, um, it's worked in my advantage to be okay. a lot more, um, socially accepting of myself before yes. I've even taken a look at, at anyone else. Okay. Huh? How about I, you? I like that for me.
0: Um, a lot has changed for me as an individual since I've moved here um so for me it wasn't necessarily being the um what did you call it everybody's favorite it wasn't necessarily about that maybe not in the same way so for me my biggest thing for the longest time was substances so uh, I always used to be so scared of like um you know, my identity got very tied to various substances that I used in my life. So it was often like, oh, if I stop doing this, will I lose this part of myself? Or will I lose these friends? Or will this happen? Or, you know, whatever, whatever. But since I've been here, I've really relished an opportunity of like, like that clean slate kind of thing. Like even when I moved from South Africa to the first area that I moved to, which was Bangsen, I already had an opportunity to with people that didn't know me I had an opportunity to become the kind of person that I wanted to be in that space and I built a persona or I became who I was in that space and then obviously human beings are dynamic and I changed and what I noticed is as I was changing I was also losing friends um but I kind of became more true to myself and I understood that you know like the the right people are the people that will stay around and you know I I started trusting myself and then when I moved from there to Bangkok I loved it because I was in a very stable um, mental space and I really trusted myself. And I was really able to kind of just move into a new space, a new school, new people around me that didn't know me. And I had the opportunity to put forward the person that I wanted to be and not have any ties to the past. Not like, uh, you know, you're not met with like a, like, you know, since I, for example, since I stopped drinking, you know, it's always like, oh, but you, you, it's Tyler, like, what do you mean you stopped drinking? Like, that's crazy, you know, like, whereas yeah. when I came here, I didn't have to say that I stopped. It's that I don't. It's a whole yeah. different thing, you know, and there's no tie to the past of what I used to do or what I used to be. And that has been really, really refreshing, um, you know, for me personally. And it, you know, kind of ties to the third section that we'll speak about. But I just quickly want to hop into the second section that yeah. they mention in this figuring out what you want out of life. And I want to ask you if you've done this. So they speak about the person who wrote this article, um, speaks about um, the person who wrote it is actually Ali Volpe. Uh, I think I'm, hope I'm saying that correctly, but um, basically they speak about living on autopilot. Now, what they mean by this is that a lot of, and I think this is so true. A lot of people just never actually consider what they want out of life. They, and social media, I think, is a big part of this. But you consume this media in the form of TV shows, social media, etc. And also you consume what's happening um, by your loved ones, like your parents and the people that are around you. And obviously we consume like the lives that our parents lived and we live in a different generation. It's not the same, so our life will never be the same. But we look at all these things that are around us and we just look at fulfilling these scripts. So you look at the, the life of shoulds. Right, you should go to university, you should get married, you should buy a big house, you should have kids, you should aspire to climb the co- corporate ladder. And there's actually very little room for improvising, right? There's yeah. very little room for deviation. Sure. Um, and obviously, a lot of these mas- milestones are tied to wealth, um, which you know, you can say what you want, but money really does make the world go around. But basically, what they are saying is that you shouldn't be afraid of straying off the path of the should, right? So, I mean, if you look at you and I, for example, to a large extent, we have followed the narrative of the shoulds. We went to school, we went to university, we got married, but then we chose a time in our lives when maybe things weren't so stable and we both not, not weren't so stable. Things were very stable in a lot of senses. I know for you and for me, I was at a good school back home. Um, you know, there was a lot of things that, but then we strayed from the path, right? If you want to call it that a lot of yeah. people, when they go overseas, they do it before they go to university. Oh, you go for a year or two, you come back yeah, and then you get back yourself. into the life of shoulds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go find yourself. Then you come back to the life of shoulds. Then you come yeah. back, you get married, you settle down, you buy a house, et cetera. We've done it the other way. And what they talk about is like, when you stray from this path of the should, whether you do that on purpose or an accident, that's when you considered when I like this phrase that you consider whether the road well traveled is the right road for you. So the, the road well traveled is obviously the road of shoulds. And once you stray off that path, that's when you stop and you look and you're like, okay, well, is that the road for me? And I wanted to get your opinion on, on living at a sense of autopilot. Do you think you did? And do you think that your big move and the place that you're at in your life right now, is maybe contrasting to that autopilot, and if you've learned anything about it?
1: Oh, these are some hard hitting questions, man. Very good questions at that. Um, yeah, definitely a, a big um, part of autopilot, I'd say, goes hand in hand with the conformity to society. So, <clears throat> um, yeah. In, in order to live up to what the societal narrative is about what the model person or the model student, the model son, the model, yeah, everything needs to look like. You generally don't take time to, to stop and think. Also because, like in this day and age, there's so much to be done in what we as the microwave generation feel needs to be instantaneous. It feels like there's so much pressure put on individuals to be something, make make something of themselves, have your life in order, have a career, have have aspirations and kind of fulfill them immediately. Um, So there's just so much social pressure that it's hard sometimes just to take a second to think. And I find myself going through a lot of autopilot and be it um consciously or subconsciously so Mm -hmm. i i don't know if you could also draw comparisons but having a sibling there's always especially an older sibling there's almost a a ground to work towards or a a roadmap predetermined for you so i i've followed a lot of what my brother did so i have an older brother um and i kind of looked to match that or work in accordance to that so Early on, um, obviously, schooling-wise, it just makes sense. So he goes to a certain school, I'll follow in his tracks. Um, Accomplishments, I also try to match that. He's a very smart guy. He's good at sports. I try to become something like that. And in that, maybe there's a part of yourself that gets lost um, because all that focus is on trying to be uh, a Sheldon 2.0. And it's only, like I said, like you said, once you – deviate from that path or you take a pause or a break and you think okay um this is good and well he's an exceptional person and I love that about him but what about that is me and how yeah. do I kind of break down this um so autopilot in that sense um is one of the parts or components to it secondly once I went into the working world so I finish my studies. And then whilst I was like a foot into the working world, I thought oh, this isn't quite working out about where I saw my studies leading me to. So let me go and yeah. study again. So I got into the working and studying at the same time thing. And wow, that has been autopilot for the past three years. So in that aspect, I was always living in a very fight or flight mode um, to kind of, um, Contextualize it. I was always having to do something at one time or another. So they didn't always feel like there was time just to sit, think, what, what am I working towards? Why am I doing that? I kind of jumped over right in, and you're looking to see it through. So I finally got the job. I've, I'm studying towards a certain goal. And I think as another level or another layer to that coming from a non-white background there's always um a lot of pressure to supersede what your parents have done so because they've been fortunate enough very off man i'm speaking from a lot of privilege here i got the opportunity to go to good schools i managed to go to varsity like you said Um, i got given leeway to decide what i wanted to study and what i wanted to work in and it wasn't part of the um general narrative you have to be an accountant a lawyer or a doctor mm-hmm. i was fortunate that my, my parents allowed me leeway anyway to kind of figure out what i wanted to do and pursue that so um being non-white you have that extra level of like you said the mold you have to follow this route of shoulds and once we broke away from that and coming to again clean slate new place I've broken the, the general narrative of it, and it's it's been challenging. It's been enlightening. It's been um, yeah a massive learning curve because I came from something that was very safe, and I, yeah. I generally build a lot of my life around safety, around um, having all my boxes ticked, the t's crossed, the i's dotted. So there's some level of security because beyond that, the unknown is just so fast. I don't know what could happen. So there needs to be an element of safety and moving out of that safety net into something that's completely deep in the water has been life-changing. It's been scary. I mean, I came from having a good stable well-paying job to now being back to a full-time student, but that's come with its own set of, um, Advantages as well. So, to break the autopilot mold, I think it's only happened now, in the year twenty twenty two. Yeah, quite a revelation. I don't know how you've um, and I think found it to be as well.
0: Well, I mean that's kind of what they're saying, isn't it, in the article? Like it's it's only when you stray off the path of this autopilotness, this autopilot route, that you realize what it is or what it is what it isn't. You know, like um, I. Personally, never saw myself moving overseas. I never really thought about it. Um, and since I have, I personally don't see myself ever going back. Um, so that and that's just me. Um, and you know, for me, the the path of the shoulds. I don't know if I kind of ever was. I mean, I was on it, but I also wasn't. You know, I mean, maybe I wasn't as much of the the model. <laughs> individual um you know like i've done some 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 things that maybe wouldn't make me like a necessarily a role model in some ways but you know so but in a lot of ways i did follow that autopilot way that like oh you know you have to do this followed by this then you have to do that um and i think maybe i was even on that path subconsciously or subliminally um and yeah, I think it's the same as you since moving overseas and kind of breaking that mold. It's been really good for me personally. I, I don't foresee, like I said, I don't think I would ever um, look back on it. Um, and this actually leads into the third point is like, and the final point is where they encourage you. um when you're trying to figure out what you want out of life, you have to look internally, obviously. Right. So you have to look at, um to focus on the events that make your life meaningful. Um, they say, um, people unsurprisingly feel more competent and more connected to others when they find that the motivation for doing things are intrinsic as opposed to external. So they find that, you know, like things are more meaningful to them. Like perhaps like even for for example, like making this podcast was like, we had an intrinsic thing that what we wanted to do was to create this thing. And it makes it a lot easier for us to do it. And yeah, Don't get me wrong, there's times that I'm sure we both feel like this is a lot, it's a lot of hard work, you know, input versus outcome, you know, it's not necessarily always an easy thing. But when it comes internally or intrinsically, I often sit and I think and I'm like, I'm actually so proud of the thing that we've got going here with its whatever how many views it is that it gets a week and listens it that doesn't matter to me because ultimately i look within myself and i'm like this is something i've always wanted to do and i'm doing it you know and yeah sure maybe the outcome isn't like exploding off the charts and whatever but it's never been about that it's been internally that this means something to me um you know and it's it's something that i've always wanted to do and that also links to the final point where it's like it's like you need to ask yourself why why are you doing certain things why is it that you want a big house why is it that you want your kids to go to a certain school? Why is it that you want to climb the corporate ladder? Um, is it because you're looking for validation? Um, you know, are you doing things because it's something that you wanted your mom and dad to do uh, your mom and dad wanted you to do? Sorry. Yeah. Um, and again, I link it to the podcast, you know, for example, like <clears throat> someone has said to me the other day, like, are you making money off the podcast? And I was like, no, not, not, not at all. Really. It's like, Oh, you know, like, I mean, like the feeling I got was like, Oh, what a waste of time. And I was kind of mm-hmm. like, well, A, I'm not asking you to do it, so just calm down. But b, like, <laughs> if you if you just stop and instead of asking me if I'm making money, if you just ask me why am I doing it and you actually listen to the reasoning that I have, you know, like, if I say to you, like, I'm learning so many skills, like, my speaking skills are getting so much better, you know, my um, – I've been doing some of the editing on the side when yeah. Tev has been a bit busy and that's been really cool to job, learn. Man. Thank you. Thank you. But that's been a cool thing to learn. Building the website, that was awesome to learn. Um, And, you know, it's just something that I've always wanted to do. And when I look back at this moment, however long this thing may last, um, I'll always look back at it fondly. And I know it's because we did this. Another reason that we do it is obviously you and I get a lot of chances to spend time together and talk. And it's been really cool. Like, you know, I feel really close to you as a friend. And I'll always look back at this fondly. And there's no way I can be like, I didn't do that for myself. Um, And, you know, that's will be like my final thing on this is like that. I've looked internally and I feel super proud. And I'm just using this as an example. There's many areas in my life where an important part is asking yourself why you're doing something. And if you can answer that, that you're doing it for yourself, then you're definitely on the right path.
1: Yeah, you're striking a lot of emotional chords here, man. It's hard hitting truths. This is why we love this um, section of the podcast. It's very honorable. Um, I think it's often, like, I don't know for you, but for me, it's a very difficult thing. Um, So, more often than not, I was always the guy that put everyone else's needs before my own as a sign or as a, a means of validation, as a means of ensuring that i i met a certain image or a certain mold that was likable you know so it was almost a self-preservation in a way which ironically is is strange because you don't take the time to figure out what it is that you want how you plan on going about it Um, so that's been quite a challenging um, aspect to navigate for me to actually just have a conversation with myself like what is it that you want how are you feeling gosh if I have to do a deep dive into feelings and being um vulnerable and you know just being very um hot on arm that's yeah been a revelation for me and I think like you said I've also gotten the the question are you getting paid for this how much are you making from this podcast? and as great as that is, and maybe we'll, we'll get to that point one day. It's, and um, those. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> it's, it's, um, honestly just the, the thought behind it and the, the feelings, if I, if I've to my conversation around the feelings and the emotional part of things in life, we do a lot of, um, things, for for means sake so um mean to an end i need to get a job i need to get money i need to get paid i need to do there's a lot of tasks we almost um center our our lives around it being task based but yeah very um seldomly do we take an account of the emotions or the feelings behind those actions or those tasks why tyler are you doing this how do you feel about it it's been Again, a revelation, something that my wife Lisa has kind of educated me on is we can always have a conversation. I can chat to you about um, life in Thailand. How's work going? How is your social life going? Did you do anything fun? And these are great questions to ask. Sure. But I need more underlying um, information. Tyler, how are you doing? How do you feel about, um, what you're doing at work, what you're doing at work, how is it impacting on you? Once I kind of move past that first layer of the onion, I get so much insight and so much um, fulfillment in knowing who you are at your depth rather than what you, you portray. So yeah. Tyler, why are you doing this podcast? It's, a, it's an opportunity for me to um, share parts of myself that I didn't feel comfortable sharing previously. Now maybe the world is seeing a part of me that only my loved ones had previously been, um, privileged to see. So yeah, a platform like the podcast, it's been amazing to have these kind of conversations kind of get insight into where you are, um, for your ambitions. So knowing who you are at your core, I've been privileged enough to do come to know that and now I'm just getting more and more and more and more insight into all the 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 various dimensions to you which I think this podcast has been a perfect tool for that like you said it's given um, a means for expression it's given um, need to fulfillment in other ways I didn't think I would be a a podcaster. I didn't think I could be a producer an editor a host of a show. This is yeah. not something that I tangibly thought was possible. Always a, a random thought. But the fact that it's been made real is just one of those reasons. So very important point. I love this article. And I think it's something that i will be looking back on just to remind myself why I think why we always ask the what the when the how, but we don't ask the why question as yeah. often. So mm. yeah,
0: And I encourage we all We'll put a little picture of the article. Maybe we'll put a link um, down in the description if anyone wants to go ahead and have a read of it. Um, but yeah, I think it's a really, really nice, wholesome way to kind of wrap that up. Is always just remember to ask yourself, why? Why are you listening to the podcast? Because it's dope. Why do you want to <laughs> listen to us? No problem, I'm just making a joke. But yeah, I think it's a really nice way to to close it off. Um, and like Tev likes to say, just please remember, ask yourself why, first of all, secondly, You know where to find us now. By now, you know it's the Spotify, it's Instagram, it's TikTok, although I'm slacking on TikTok. But Instagram, TikTok, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube. Obviously, the website is what connects you to all of that. And we look forward to catching up with you guys next week. And we hope you all keep well.